0: Nice and really getting some good right hands in. Gillies is down with Sanstum. Somebody better help Sanstum. Everyone must be held accountable for their actions. You cannot see your star carried out in a stretcher and do nothing about it. Oh, my. Did Mick plant one on c card Wow. You can't put a bounty on a man's head. I just did. The spinning, spinning. Who's he going to go after? The butt drops and the right takes. Welcome back to Coliseum Chronicles, The Penalty Box. I am your host, Joe Lizito. So welcome to episode 44. It's going to be a little bit of a different episode today, and I will get to that shortly. Uh, But first, please, if you can, on the platform that you are listening to this on, could you please subscribe to the show? Could you like the show, rate and review the show? Um, I'm not looking to take over the podcast world, but it would be nice maybe to appear in, uh, some more searches related to hockey or the Islanders, uh, or whatever. I mean, uh, honestly, I am, uh, I'm very happy that there's anyone that's tuning in to listen to me and, uh, it's very humbling. So whether I have one person or a dozen people, but, uh, you know, like I said, it would be cool if, uh, to grow the show a little bit. And uh I think that happens through subscriptions and follows and uh ratings. So if you have a second, if you could please just uh hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, uh rate the show, and if you have a minute, review the show. So uh I would really appreciate that. Uh on social media at Joe underscore Lozito, that is my uh, personal Twitter handle, and the Twitter handle for the show is at Kali Sinbin Pod, uh, as I always say. Follow me on Twitter. I will follow you back. Uh, I'm going to say it again because I saw it twice over the past few days. I, I don't understand the people that are asking you to follow them or ask, or someone asking you to follow another account. And when you go and look, they have 10,000 followers and twenty, and they're following 20 people. I, I don't understand the ego of people that want you to follow them, but then they won't follow you back. I, I know it's it, it, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Um, but if I just think if you're asking people to follow you, you should follow them back. If that's the case, if you, if you're going to put yourself out there, Hey, follow me on Twitter. Okay, perfect. But then you have one fiftieth or one five hundredth, you're following back that fraction. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. But, uh, if you follow me, I will follow you back again, not a hard and fast Twitter rule. It's just something I do, uh, which just to me, it seems to be the decent thing. Um, Facebook, facebook.com slash Coliseum Chronicles podcast, and on Instagram, Coliseum underscore Chronicles underscore podcast. So on Instagram and Facebook and the Kali Sinbin pod uh, Twitter account, that is uh, primarily Islander enforcer uh, related stuff. Uh, For example, today uh, was Kurt Fraser's birthday Uh, Kurt Fraser was a former assistant coach with the Islanders, a renowned tough guy, uh, played with Minnesota and Chicago and Vancouver, uh, really underrated toughness. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that so many of his years were spent in Vancouver and I think a lot of his stuff went on televised, uh, especially for those of us here in the East. But uh, if you follow me on any of those platforms or all of those platforms, you would have seen uh, a post about Kurt Fraser's birthday today. Uh, also, uh, generally, I'll post a piece of memorabilia for my collection. And being that it was Fraser's birthday today, uh, I posted a, a game you stick of his that uh, that I had. So um, nothing too serious. Um, as you well know, if you are on social media, there's been a lot of nonsense on it this past week. I mean, really the past four years, but uh, especially this week, there's been an uh, untold amount of nonsense. And um, if you want to get away from reality, and I say that in quotes, uh, you give me a follow there and uh, just take uh, take your mind off things for a second. I have a logo that was made by local Long Island artist Joe Maricich, and you can reach Joe on Twitter at GraphicsJoker or at LoudEgg.com. Joe is a wizard, artistic wizard, as I call him, an artistic genius. Uh, he's the master of tunes, but he can do any kind of art that you need. So I urge you to please check out his Twitter feed, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, loudegg.com. You can see an example of uh, of Joe's work. Now, my logo does appear on merchandise, and the site for merchandise is teespring.com/stores/coliseum-chronicles-merch. hyphen hyphen That's a lot. That's a mouthful, and I know you're there with your pen, or you're trying to. Write it down. Don't worry. Really, don't worry. I know you want the merch. Um, Scroll to the bottom of the description of this episode that you are listening to, and there is a link that brings you right to the storefront for merchandise. So um, you don't have to worry about rewinding this to get the address. Just scroll to the bottom, click on the link, and uh, you will have your Coliseum Chronicles The Penalty Box Merchandise World opened right up to you. And what will you find? you'll find hoodies, you'll find sweatshirts you'll find t shirts you'll find socks you'll find totes you'll find flags um onesies uh basically I know there's phone cases there's masks there's uh a plethora of things uh over twenty items uh in that store something for everybody so uh definitely check it out and listener exclusive so uh because you're listening to this episode. Uh, if you use the code uh, use the code tro t r o t t i e r and I know I shouldn't have to spell that for any islander fan, but I just want to make sure code Trotier is good for twenty percent off that is good through Monday January eighteenth so uh, don't forget check out the store, use that code get twenty percent off now it's the new year a lot of people make their new year's resolutions one of them is always to get in shape if you are on Long Island. Or in a surrounding borough. There's no better place to get in shape than Belmore Kickboxing and MMA. Belmore Kickboxing and MMA is Long Island's premier mixed martial arts gym. They're open seven days a week. There are classes for men, for women, for children. Private training sessions are also available. Uh, Such notable professional fighters as John Volante, Gregor Gillespie, Andre Harrison, and Adam Kownatchki currently train there. The list of professional fighters who have trained there over the years is amazing. It's long and it's detailed and uh it's impressive. Uh but also, who else trains there? Regular people like you and I, it's the bread and butter of the gym. The gym is located at 2551 Merrick Road in Belmore, 516-679-5997. com. When you reach out to the gym, please ask for Keith Trimble. Keith is quite simply the best in the business. He's a great man, great trainer. And when you reach out to Keith, mention to him that you heard about Belmore Kickboxing and MMA on the Coliseum Chronicles podcast. That will earn you one free class. And I promise once you take one class there and you see the environment and you see how awesome it is there, you will join Belmore Kickboxing and MMA train where the champions train. So if you are a regular listener to this show, thank you for listening. If you're a first timer, Thank you. Welcome aboard. I hope that you return and please check out the back catalog. There are a few other podcasts I would like to tell you about. One is the fourth line voice podcast with my friend Darren from Saskatoon. Darren, uh his latest episode was one of his uh he calls them ranty, uh general episodes, uh that was released uh a couple days ago. But before which I always enjoy them. I know Darren a bit, so I, I really enjoy his solo ranty episodes. But before that he released a two part series with Steve Parsons, which was really, really great. Um, Steve, I, I was, I was commenting on it on, uh, on Twitter about the, uh, about how, uh, how good Steve was and how, you know, Darren kind of would throw a question out there and Steve would run with it. And, you know, being that I'm a host of a show myself, you know, take that for whatever, whatever it's worth, but I've, I do interviews. Um, the shows are always better when the guest is somewhat loquacious and when the guest just takes it and runs with it. And a lot of times the guest always thinks that they're, they're just yammering on, but the reality is uh, for the listener, it really does make for, for some good listening. And uh, Steve was excellent on the two part series with Darren. So I would really highly recommend you go back to listen to that one and uh, check out his entire back catalog and uh, don't sleep on those solo episodes. They are pretty funny. And, uh, I think if you listen to a few, you kind of get to know what kind of guy, uh, Darren is. And I think you appreciate them a little bit more, but, uh, but definitely, uh, check those out. Also, if you're on YouTube, Darren has a uh, YouTube channel, fourth line voice on YouTube, uh, over 2200 hockey fights. If you have watched a fight, a hockey fight on YouTube, chances are it uh, is on the fourth line voice channel. Definitely hit that subscribe button and, uh, and get going there. So you get notified when he uploads new stuff. Uh, the five for fighting podcast with Alec Olin Salen. uh, Alec has taken a little bit of a break and I guess this is my first opportunity to say on the podcast. Congratulations, Alec, uh, Alec recently got married and, um, I think that, uh, Darren said that he did, he knows that, the, uh, Alec didn't interview, um, or completed an interview. So a new show should be coming out. I'm sure he'll get right back into the swing of things. But uh, before Alec got married, he did do an interview with Frank Littlejohn. That is excellent. And I believe that is the latest interview that's up there on his uh, podcast stream right now. But So I would definitely, definitely recommend that one too. Frank was awesome. And uh, again, congratulations, Alec. I wish you nothing but uh, happiness. Uh, I'm always a big supporter of uh, marriage and family. So uh, so I'm definitely a big fan of, of you tying the knot. So uh, best of luck with everything. Uh, also if you're on Facebook, Alec is the creator of the enforcer appreciation page. Uh, there's a lot of members on there and, uh, I'm a moderator and it seems like the only thing I really do because I'm not on there as much as everybody else. Uh, but every time I, I sign on to Facebook, there's always more people requesting to be in there from, uh, third world countries. And, uh, I don't think they're really interested in hockey fights and I don't really think they're who they appear to be. So, uh. So I do kind of like denying them admission into the group, but it, it just, it's never ending. Jesus, whoever has, whoever's behind these, these, uh, accounts it you, I, I just don't understand where you get all this time to create these fake accounts. It's, it's really, it's truly remarkable, but, uh, but definitely check out the enforcer appreciation page and also his, uh, QSPHL, LNAH, Jersey and equipment page on Facebook. Uh, it seems like that one's kind of slowed down a little bit. um, I don't know, I just don't know how much of a following, um, those leagues have anymore. I mean, I think even me, I'm, I'm casual at best. Um, I know there are some real diehard people, but maybe they just don't have the, uh, they don't collect that stuff, but I really had high hopes for that group. And I hope that it does pick up because I love looking at that stuff. So other than that, um. Not There isn't going to be much hockey on this episode. Uh, hockey Islanders start in uh, two days on Thursday. Uh, Everybody's signed. Matt Martin watches over. Uh, I know uh, Darren had made mention that maybe I was on a week bender, happy that he signed, but uh, that is not. I am happy that he signed, but that's not why I have been absent. Um, but Barzal is signed. Every, you got the uh, Sorokin is here, so just looking forward to the season and see what happens. And, uh you know the i guess what i'll do going forward is every week we'll uh i'll go over the fights from that past week hopefully uh with the schedule that they have this year there'll be a few more fights uh familiarity breeds contempt that's what uh, what they always say so uh hopefully that is the case this year with uh with some familiar opponents eight playing each team in the division 8 times so um, I'd love to see that. So we'll go over that in the, in the coming episodes. I'll give you a report every week and, uh, and see what happens. And then if anything else comes to me, uh, then we'll do that. But this is episode 44 and the title of this episode is the one with COVID-19. Yes, folks, I, along with a few people in my family, have come down with COVID-19. It hit us. So let me just get into this a little bit. Um, Since everything went down last March, I guess, since last March, um, we're here in New York, so we don't really have a choice. If we want to do anything here in New York, you need a mask, And uh, whether we like it or not. And we don't like it, but we wear the mask. Because, you know, you have to, you want to get groceries, you need to put a mask on. You want to get a coffee, you need to put a mask on. You want to do anything outside that involves other people, you need to put a mask on. Is it annoying? Absolutely, 100%. It's annoying. Is it a big deal to me? No, I I can't. There are some people who get really into this stuff and and who look at it a certain way and I can appreciate that and I respect them for their opinion but uh for me it's it's just not a huge deal because I'm still looking at it as something that's temporary and I know there are people out there that are saying they're trying to make it permanent and whatever I can't worry about that right now so uh, really I'm just giving you more of a background um so yes we So there are four people in my house, my wife and my two sons. And over the Christmas holidays, we got together with family and we did not wear masks. Okay, Uh, we prior to Christmas, we probably had five or six family gatherings since everything started, never wore masks, never had an issue. Um, But this time over Christmas, someone had it and gave it to us. So on Christmas Day, we had a gathering of about eight people. One person had it and uh, gave it to a few others. Two people didn't get it, and one of them is one of my sons who never really gets sick. He must have adamantium in his veins or something. He really never gets sick in general, and he did not get COVID this time. My other son, my wife, and myself did. So, um, and one of my other relatives, uh, did not get it. So, um, six of eight of us ended up with it after our uh, Christmas gathering. So you might be sitting there saying, well, you knew the risks, you got COVID, you deserve it. Okay. I accept that. I accept that, um, I took the risk. I accept that, uh, I got it and now I have the consequences. I absolutely 100% 100% accept all of that. Uh, whether you think I deserve it or not, that's up to you. E- if you do or you don't, it doesn't make a difference to me because I acknowledge the fact that we went into a family gathering without masks and uh, and a lot of us came out with it. It is what it is. So um, so we got it. And um, at a, in my house anyway, um, my wife probably... Oh, well, I don't think there's a probably. She had it the worst. My son, who had it, had it the had it the least worst. That doesn't make sense. Had it the least serious. And uh, I was somewhere in the middle. So thankfully um, for my son, he's been feeling better now for several days. He hasn't had any symptoms. Um, my wife has some lingering symptoms, but she's doing better. For me, the only real symptom I have left is fatigue. Um there are times during the day where I feel like I just want to take a nap and uh it ju- it'll just hit me out of the blue and I'm not exactly doing anything right now am still being furloughed thank you uh, Cuomo and De Blasio Um but I'm still furloughed so it's not like I'm out there doing construction and um and getting tired so it'll just hit me out of the blue but for the most part I think we're all pretty lucky my worst symptom was uh, I mean just a scorching sore throat i mean it felt like every time i swallowed someone was rubbing my throat with sandpaper it was oh for 3 days or so it was uh, just phenomenal pain i mean just this this pain that is was just off the charts um but again based on all the other stuff that's out there and people that have have dealt with it uh i'm in a knock on wood and say that we're pretty fortunate that i don't think uh we got it near as bad as some other people. Uh, And I I also will say that, uh, like I said, I still have the fatigue. My wife still has some symptoms, but not really. Uh, My wife actually has symptoms of of other things that um, we just can't seem to get a doctor's appointment for. Everything is so COVID-centric now that, uh, my wife is having a hard time getting a regular doctor's appointment to take care of these other things that are bothering her that she's had before pre COVID. But now all of a sudden you can't get an appointment for anything other than the uh, COVID related stuff. So, um, but like I said, so. Um Originally, my last episode was with Kevin Divine, and I appreciate all the feedback I received on that. Kevin was an unbelievable guest, and it was uh I viewed it a bit as a challenge, like I said to interview someone who really started playing before I was born um and th- the fact that there wasn't too much footage on him and there wasn't uh too many articles out there um uh, but again, like I was talking about Steve Parsons, when you have a guest like uh like Kevin. Uh, they can really just go with it. I mean, it just makes the interview so much better. And, uh, and Kevin was awesome. So the plan was to take a little break after the Kevin divine interview and take a break for the holidays and then kick it back in high gear, uh, on January 4th. But of course, COVID stepped in and, uh, and said, no, fuck you. You're not doing anything because honestly, um, even now I'm recording this, I feel okay. I feel a little tired, but if I had to do this a week ago, I would have, there's no chance. I just didn't have the energy and I definitely, uh, didn't have the energy to do any sort of research for an interview. Um, I've some feelers out right now to a few guys. And, um, to be honest with you, I'd love to have a new episode out on Monday. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, because I don't want to half-ass it and I want to make sure that, uh, I'm a hundred percent when I start doing this research, I don't want to listen to the interview six months from now and say, oh fuck, I can tell I was sick or, um, you know, I could have, could have done a little bit more. So there's a chance there'll be a new interview out next Monday, but I'm not sure, but I'll keep everybody updated. So, um, so just throwing this out there for people, uh, I'm not a doctor, as you know, uh, but I did have COVID and uh in case anyone out there uh has it or would like to uh arm themselves against it again, I don't know if any of this stuff works, you know, but when you have it, you do a lot of research and uh some of the things that uh I was taking that I'm still taking and I'm still giving my family, uh I kind of overloaded my system with vitamin C, uh, vitamin D, vitamin K two, magnesium, zinc. Uh what else is over there? Uh, Oh, what's that? Pepsid. I read a few things where they think something in Pepsid helped helped with it. So uh, also they say that um, there's a chance of blood clots with COVID. So uh, we've been taking aspirin. But, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not sure how much that stuff helped, but it's all vitamins and minerals basically. So uh, whether it helped a ton or not, it's vitamins and minerals. So it didn't really... Uh, it didn't hurt, but uh, you know, like I said, I think it helped us. I think it, uh, like I said, overloaded our systems with vitamins and minerals and, uh, but again, to each their own. Now I don't want, um, you know, like my, my biggest thing here in New York is that you can't do anything without the mask. And we have a governor here that is keen on telling people what to do, what not to do. And uh, my biggest thing from the beginning was, I'm a grown man. Please don't tell me what to do. If you want me to wear a mask to go into these places, I will. But don't tell me what I can do, what I can't do. Um, This guy is responsible for so many deaths in the state. It's ridiculous. And then he goes and writes a book. Uh, I am 50 years old. Uh, I've been through enough life events in my life where I can take care of myself. And again, I own the fact that uh, I got COVID from a family gathering uh, where we didn't wear masks. I own it. I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm just basically telling you the facts. Uh fact also is we had five or six before that where nobody got sick. And here's another fact. Everybody that was at that family gathering lives in New York and wears a mask everywhere they go. I know that for sure. We all wear our masks. And in spite of that, one of us still got it and gave it to the other people. So Again, it's the whole thing, like it's like the chicken and egg thing. So if you wear your mask, you're supposed to be protected. Yet someone who wears their mask all the time came down with it and gave it to us. So, again, I'm not telling you to wear your mask. I'm not telling you not to wear your mask because because I don't want people to tell me what to do. I'm certainly not going to tell anybody what to do. I'm just basically telling you this is what happened to me. And, um, you know, I own it and I'm moving on. And, uh, and that's it. So, uh, for anyone that's had it, I, I wish you a speedy recovery. And for, for those of you who haven't had it, uh, be careful, uh, and because, you know, I'm not going to say it's a real thing. I mean, I, I think by now, even the people out there that aren't a big fans of whatever, you know, it's a real thing. I mean, obviously it's, it's an illness. It's a real thing. But, um, again, just take whatever precautions you want to take. Again, not for me to tell you what to do. Don't tell me what to do. And that's fine. And, and most people that I associate with pretty much feel the same way that I do. Like we're all grown ups and, and, uh, we could take care of ourselves. And if something happens like happened to me and happened to my family, then we'll deal with it. But anyway, uh, that is, uh, the reason for the hiatus other than the holidays but now here I've come to the part of the episode. And like I said, this is a bridge episode. This is not uh, going to be an hour long episode or a two hour long episode. It's going to be whatever it is right now. We're at about 24 minutes. Um, it's just going to basically, uh, I wanted to fill you in as to where I was and, and uh, why there weren't, weren't any uh, episodes, but also here's, here's the second part of the episode. I'm I'm calling on all of you people. Uh, if anyone can help me out. So I think, uh, I think a lot of us that are of a certain age realize that um you know there are these job sites out there, and um you know different ways back in the day, you sent a resume now, I think everything is done online. but for those of us of a certain age, we all know one of the best ways to get a job is word of mouth and if you who you know i mean that's let's be honest, who you know is a is a key component in a lot of things now, we are in a situation here in New York that I have no idea when New York city is going to reopen, which means I have no idea when I'm going back to work and we are contemplating a move. We are contemplating moving to Florida. Um, Florida is uh, a destination that my wife has long wanted to move to. And, uh, at this point in my life, uh, I'm tired of the cold and, uh, a place I thought I would never want to move to. I am wide open to it now. Um, But obviously uh, I cannot live in Florida and work at my current job. And we are really just, it's really becoming a situation where I'm trying to get on top, on top of the situation because right now it's January 12th. The city is nowhere near ready to open. I have no idea when new york city is going to open i have no idea when i'm going to be able to work again Uh, i hope that at some point i'm able to return to work in new york city i hope that the city recovers not because i have any great love for new york city or its mayor or the politicians there but because of the people that work, I can relate. I work in New York City and there are millions of people who work in New York City right now that, that cannot work. So I hope that New York City gets back to where it once was for people that need to make a living there. Part of living in New York is having a job that makes it easier to live in New York. And you know, to be honest with you, um, even though I had, a, uh, I say I had, this is the kind of mentality that's in your head, even though I have a good job, we're still we still basically live paycheck to paycheck. Um it's a very expensive place to live. So um we're contemplating uh a complete move to Florida and um I don't know anyone down there. I mean I know people down there but I don't know anyone down there that uh knows of anywhere that is hiring, let's say. And uh it would be a lot easier for us to go down if I had a job, my wife fortunately can keep her job and work remote or remotely. Uh, I cannot, if we do move, I will need it. I will need a job. So I guess what I'm asking is if any of my listeners are down in Florida or have family or friends down in Florida that, uh, are looking for help. And this is be later, probably more towards the summer. Um, I might be looking for a job down there and i would say uh probably between um tampa and fort myers i would say from north to south definitely the west coast and uh definitely in the in the tampa to fort myers uh area would definitely be uh the place we'd be interested in uh, i really don't have any desire to be near miami i think uh, i think that ship has sailed i don't think i really have the uh, mentality or the demeanor, uh, for Miami. I have no desire to be in that area, uh, which sucks because I actually do know people in that area that might be able to help me get a job, but I, I don't think I would enjoy it down there. But like I said, if there's anybody out there listening, um, that could, uh, you know, just, uh, shoot me a message. Um, if you know of any, anybody that's hiring down there, because it's very scary up here in New York right now, um, I'm a very old fashioned person. Uh, my wife works, but I, I still feel like I'm the man of the house. I'm the patriarch here. Uh, they're my responsibility. And, uh, because I have that old school mentality and old school values, uh, the fact that I haven't worked since May, uh, is very stressful. So this is why we are, uh, exploring all possibilities. And, um, like I said, I think Florida is on the table and it's on the table for real, So if, uh, like I said, and I will ask this of people in every episode, obviously I won't go into as great detail as I'm doing here, but please, if, uh, anyone is within earshot that knows anybody in Florida, and like I said, really looking between, uh, Tampa and Fort Myers, uh, in those areas, if anyone is aware of any jobs, uh, please let me know. Uh, you can message me or, uh, whatever. whatever. And let me know, let me know, DM message. If you have my phone number, text me or email me, whatever it is, any leads are appreciated. Uh, I'm not uh, a snob enough to, uh, to not at least contemplate any job. So if you're aware of anything, please don't say, well, there's no chance he would do that because honestly, I gotta, I have to feed my family and I have to support my family. So, um, I don't need to love my job. I just can't hate it. So like I said, if anyone, down in that area, or if you know someone down in that area that may have a lead on a potential job, I would really, really appreciate the lead. It would help me out immensely and help out my family. So thank you for that. We, um, before all the COVID nonsense in our family, we actually went down to Florida, uh, for a few days. We saw some really good friends. That was amazing. And, um uh, we drove around between Tampa and Fort Myers, uh, looking at different schools, Uh, for my son to go into and looking at different neighborhoods. And there is something I would like to say about the way that Florida is portrayed. And I don't mean, you know, like the, the backwoods areas or the really uh, rural areas where it seems like all the news comes out of, but um, if you are up here, Florida is really portrayed almost like the wild West and nobody wears a mask and nobody conforms and nobody does this and nobody does that. Well. We were down there for four days and obviously we were in only certain parts of the state. And what I will say is their uh, rules regarding masks are way less lenient than they are here in New York. A hundred percent way less lenient than they are here in New York. But the majority of people that I saw are still wearing masks. There are certain stores that still require you to wear a mask. Um. Yeah. When we would go into Wawa, which I went into a hundred times in the four days, uh, there were, I would say it was probably 50, 50. Some people wore a mask. Some people didn't wear a mask. Uh, but we also went into target where I think you needed a mask. Uh, we went into Walmart where I think you needed a mask. Um, so I know people, you know, look, the media nowadays is going to slant things the way they want to slant it, especially when it comes to COVID um but what i can tell you is from my first hand experience uh being down in florida being down there for 4 days visiting different towns and different cities the majority of the people down there uh, from what i saw were wearing masks they were being careful um so again it's sort of like uh be careful what you read believe what you want but don't necessarily uh you know swear to it because like i said i i was expecting to go down there based on what the narrative is uh up here about a state like Florida, I was expecting them to go down there and see absolutely nobody wearing a mask, nobody taking any sort of precautions, uh, going into stores and not seeing any of the employees wearing masks. And uh that just wasn't the case. It really wasn't. It was sort of uh I don't want to say comforting, but it was sort of like, yeah, they're they're trying to tell you this stuff, but it's just not the case now. Maybe in certain parts of Florida. It's a big state, certain parts of Florida. They're not wearing masks. Nobody's wearing masks. I don't know. But we were in a bunch of different towns, like I said, looking at different colleges. And uh, everywhere we went, the mo- for the most part, people looked like they were being careful. So uh, it's nice to have that option, though. It's nice to not have a governor breathing down your neck, telling you everything that you should do and then have that same governor being photographed outside with not wearing a mask. But, um, you know, like I said, it just, again, it's the way the media wants to portray things and, um, you know, someone like Alec from five for fighting, he lives down there. So he's obviously someone much better to ask than myself, but what I saw down there, it's not as uh as portrayed in the media up here it's not the wild west down there so um and like i said that could be a place that before the year is out where it would be my new home so anyway folks uh like i said there isn't going to be much hockey in this episode i don't think there was any hockey in this episode uh this is really just a bridge episode to let you know what's going on um if you're concerned about me and my family uh we are definitely on the mend from the covid um You know, uh, as I always say, I've been through worse, but I really need to stop cheating, trying to cheat death. This is now the third time in my life really where uh, I needed to call on one of my lives. Uh, The first time was the double pneumonia. Uh, Everybody's aware of the second time and now this. So um, I really need to cut the shit and um, really just kind of walk the straight and narrow. But uh, but we're all doing okay. Uh, No need for anybody to worry out there. And, um, other than that, uh, there may be an episode on Monday, just stay, you know, keep an eye on my social media. I'll provide any updates there, but, uh, if, uh, if I can bring you a new episode on Monday, I definitely will. And with that, everybody, please stay safe and, uh, I'll talk to you soon.